Welcome to the Early Stages Podcast, where we talk to makers early on in their journey of creating something new. Each episode, we dive into how they identify the opportunity they're trying to seize, how they came up with the idea they're building, and stories about their journey so far. Welcome, everybody, to the first episode of the first season of the Early Stages Podcast. For the first episode, just a little intro to the season, there's going to be six episodes, each one with a different conversation that I've had with a maker creating something new. And for this episode, it's my conversation with Vidi, who is making Trace AI with his team. We're going to talk about who Trace AI is for. Ideally, we want to build something for people who just want to make stuff. Um, if you have an idea, you should be able to just make it quickly. The opportunity that Vidi and his team are trying to take advantage of. I started using ChatGPT a lot. Uh, for writing code and I realized, well, maybe there's there's something here. What the product of Trace AI actually is today. We're building um, a new design tool. And some stories about his journey so far. I was just like, oh crap, this is crazy. I can't wait to like show this to everyone. We have Vidi from Trace AI joining us. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, of course. And we always start by asking what are you building in one sentence? Yeah, so we're building um, a new design tool which lets you uh, create app uh, your app's UI within minutes from just text to uh, Swift UI. Yeah, I'm super excited to dive into it because I've been messing around with it and super excited to dive into all those details. But before we dive into the details, I want to go back to the beginning. And one of my favorite questions to ask is what what title do you give yourself, right? Like even outside of Trace AI, like is it engineer? Is it founder? Is it tinkerer? Like what do you like, to, how do you identify yourself? Yeah, that's that's actually such a hard question because I'm always like, I don't know which bucket I should put myself in. Um, I mean, I have, I like, I went to school for computer science, but I design and I code and like I do anything um, that's needed to build build stuff and get it out there. Um, so I guess I'm a, I, I like to say, like, I guess I'm a builder or, or a tinkerer. I love that question because everybody has such a different answer and I yeah. don't know the answer for myself either. Right? It is <laughs> a hard question to answer. So what in your life led you to being this tinkerer and this maker? Like what what do you like about it? What has kind of led you to this position? Yeah, I mean, I've I've always been really into like culture and how you know musicians like make songs and and spread like you know impact like so many people like you know you can make something and like some person someone in some random part of the world can like be listening to your song. Um, so I was really into that and I wanted to become a musician. Uh, but then at some point, I think I was watching a bunch of documentaries about like entrepreneurship and and all that during like my high school, and I was like, oh crap! Like being able to build stuff can be so much more impactful you can you can still have you can reach like all these people uh but you you know you can kind of change how people uh live their life and 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 you know they do stuff so um yeah it just felt like something that would have a massive impact so and and also like you know um yeah so i think that's that's that was like the main main thing main main draw for me that's awesome that's awesome background to have and I've been on your website. I've been through a bunch of your Twitter threads, right? And you are always building things, like building and shipping quickly. It seems like you've built a ton of things, which is which is really awesome and fun to see. And 
specifically with Trace AI, who is your audience? Who are you building it for? Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, Trace is for, I'm building it for myself. Like I've been building apps for forever now. Um, and I was like, you know, like I go through all these issues after I'd bother played code, you know, if I have an idea, I have to like jump through so many hoops to just to get a simple demo out. And I was like, oh my God, this, you know, I started using ChatGPT a lot uh, for writing code and I realized, well, maybe there's, there's something here um, where I could build a product that would make me build apps really fast. Um, so the, the, you know, the, the, you know, the first audience or group of people is are people who already make apps and they just want to get there faster. Um, and skip through all the you know process that you have to go through, and then um, ideally we want to build something for people who just want to make stuff. Um, if you have an idea, you should be able to just make it quickly, um, and and we'll try to reduce reduce the friction or barrier to to get there as fast as possible, as much as possible. I I totally resonate with that, right? I have a list of project ideas I want to do, right? But I. I went to school for multidisciplinary design. And so I've been a product designer and a product manager and I coded in high school and I put out different apps there, but I am not great at coding. Like it's been so long I've, and so when I've been trying to work on projects lately, I always create little mockups and prototypes that don't scale, right? I do like the most basic thing and I test it. And once, once a test goes well, I'm like, okay, time to build, time to build an app, time to find like an engineering partner. And I've realized in my journey, which now it sounds so obvious. It's like, I jump from the very simple, basic thing that doesn't scale to, okay, time to build a scalable app too quickly. So I've realized I need to be able to build not the final app, but I need to be able to code the next experiments, like the next levels up. And I think. So I've been going back and starting to do more of that, but tools like trace, I was like, I was like, oh, I may not even need to learn to code that well, right? Like the basics, like I need to understand I'm getting that back, but I was like, oh, this is really going to unlock it for a lot of people and be able to move a lot quicker. So that's a long winded rant to say, super excited. And I feel like I'm part of that community. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, I'm, I'm so glad. Um, I think Kevin Systrom, who founded Instagram, said this. He was like, you don't need to be the best engineer. You just need to be dangerous enough to make something that, you know, people use. Um, and that is so valuable. Like when, when you give something that, you you know, somebody just plays around with and gets gets the idea that you had in your head and they tell their friends about it, like best feeling ever. <laughs> exactly. And so what what is the life of your audience like today yeah totally i mean i mean right now like if you want to make an app you have to you have to like you know come up with an idea you have to you know sketch it out on figma or something um and then you want to redo that you know recreate that app in xcode um you know downloading xcode probably takes like two hours i don't know it's a huge huge app uh you got to download it you got to buy your um Apple developer account and, and like set all that up. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just a lot. <laughs> and then you got to learn how to use Xcode. You got to learn how to use Swift. Um, the learning curve to getting something from your head to like a prototype in your hand is just, it's, yeah, it's just the, the fact that I'm saying it, I'm realizing how annoying it is. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely not democratized. You have to dive in really deep to be able mm -hmm. to get 
even a even a terrible prototype out there, <laughs> there yeah. there's a lot that yeah. goes into that, right? And so how have people in the past tried to solve this before? The the you know, being able to build stuff quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I feel like, you know, I don't I don't know. I think I've seen a few products here and there where you can uh, it's like a it's like it's kind of like a design tool where you can um, drop like li- different components together and hit export and it kind of it writes code for you but it's really not that robust um, this the learning curve is still a lot higher um, if you if you look at figma it's so easy to just like put up a few rectangles make a few buttons you but if I think some of these tools you kind of have to know how Swift UI works and kind of structure your layout um, but I really haven't seen anything that's like that was um that that was you know worth you know jumping on and using um i think the only thing only thing in the last year has been ChatGPT, um where you know i can just ask it anything it gives me code and i take that and plug it into xcode and, and run it um but yeah yeah and so i think that is really exciting right because pretty much what i'm understanding is really people who want to build apps they have to like dive in deep. They have to really understand the ecosystem. They have to understand everything there. And you said right now your audience who you're building for is the people who already create apps to help mm-hmm. them do it quicker, right? Yeah. Do you think your audience is going to grow into everybody is too large, right? But is it going to grow beyond people who are creating apps now is the idea to democratize it so anybody and everybody can create? their own apps? Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. I mean, we've been hearing feedback from people who, I mean, people like you who like, who don't code that often. Um, and, and like, you know, it's been a huge unlock for you. And so we've been hearing that we've been hearing people who don't know anything about app development, but they're learning Swift UI because of trace. Uh, so that's one end of the spectrum. And then the other end of the spectrum is people who have been working as like staff engineers or like senior engineers who build, who've been building apps but they have all these ideas and they don't have the time to go through all the, all the setup and stuff. So they, they just use trace to quickly prototype something. Um, and I, we've, we've been hearing like good things from both ends of the spectrum. So it's, it, yeah, it, we're building it for everyone technically, but yeah. I feel like right, right now, especially online and on Twitter, just with AI, like imagining the future and we can't even imagine what the future is like. Right. But a lot of like the hypotheses of, disposable apps, right? You can create your own app in seconds, do whatever you want. And I think it's really fun to think about that. I feel like you're kind of on the forefront trying to push those limits and push us to where that could be a reality. And why are you doing that? Like, right? Why do you care about trying to make it easier for people to move faster and make it so more people can make apps? Yeah, I mean, there are like 2 billion plus iOS devices out there. Like so many people use use these devices. And if you look at um, a lot of the tools that people are building, it's they've been mostly build, building it for like web. Uh, there's something called V0. There's this other thing called TeoDraw. Um, they've all been like tools that, um, uh, that you know, people use to make web web software. But, but if you look at iOS, like there, there's so many devices that people are, uh, using and and you know the the software to write that software has has to be really simple and easy and more accessible. Um, so yeah, I think I think like 
you know, if more people can translate their cool ideas into whatever um, and get get the audience and reach of like two billion people, then uh, I think it's generally good for the world. So that's what that's why I'm excited about it. Yeah, I I think there are tons of great ideas out there, right? Like there's so much friction, like we've already talked about, to be able to get new ideas out there. And I think I think that's one of the there are a lot of scary things around AI, right? But I think one of the great promises of AI is like it will just be more creation aided by AI, right? It will be more human creation. We can get more of these these things into our lives that will be that will make our lives better and easier, right? Because if we just had a hundred times more innovation, society will be a hundred yeah. times better in theory. Right. And so so we've talked about how who your audience is, what you're trying to do with it. And so what what is Trace AI at, in its current state? Yeah, I mean, uh, so Trace AI right now at its current state on, I think, like November 27th, because things, things might change, um, is, is basically a tool where you can go to, go to trace.zip um, and you'll find a lot, a huge library of components that people have created. Um, you can check it out, remix, and and you know tweak it and use it in your project, or you can start something from scratch, um, where you can you can just type whatever idea you have, um, and and it'll generate the the UI for it. Um, I've been trying to push it and try to make it do more than just UI, but um, but yeah, that's it. It converts your text to um, to 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 an actual app that you can run on your device, and so. So you type in your prompt for what you want to see, and then it pops up on the screen. You said you can run it on your device. And I know I've messed with it, So, but for people listening, does that mean you can run it on your own iPhone, or is it running on the actual website? Yeah, so it runs, it runs, it obviously runs on the website, so it's, it's actually running like iOS, uh, actual iOS on the website, which is crazy. Um, and you can, you know, you, you, you have access to all the, all the APIs that Apple provides. Um, and you can also run it on your own device. Uh, if, so you need to set up your Apple developer account and, and go through the, the motions. It's all documented in docs and we, you know, yeah. step by step, but, um, but yeah, you can, you can actually like make something run it on your device, give it to your friends. They can play around with it, um, and, and, and get feedback. And one of my favorite parts of the site is you can see things that people, other people have created with Trace AI, right? So there's this library of different components and you can see kind of the different ideas people are messing around with. And I feel like that was a really interesting addition. It's one of my favorites, but why did you add that, right? Because I think if you think purely like I'm building a developer tool, right? It's like, oh, I just need to be able to get the code out into my project. So what prompted you to add the library in that community aspect? Yeah, I mean, community is kind of the core at like how a lot of the engineering and like, you know, at the core of making, right? Uh, like you, if you want to make something new, you always go to Stack Overflow or you try to find code that other people have already made and remix it. Um, so we were just like, okay, that obviously has to be has to be a core part. Um, we've also like me, my team and I, like we've been building social apps in the past so we kind of like come from that um framework of thinking so anything any creation tool we make we just have to have a social component to it or else 
you know, it doesn't make sense. Um, so that, that was also partly why, why it was, it was like an obvious decision for us. And with, with this interface to be able to prompt and to get a code back that you can use in your Xcode project, um, why, why do you think this solution is going to have the impact you want, right? Like we've talked about the impact you want is to make it faster for makers and democratize it for more people. But why do you think this setup of putting in a prompt and seeing it run on the website and being able to make it exportable, why is this the right solution to have that impact? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the big things is building UI code is actually kind of annoying and hard. And, you know, you have to spend some time writing UI. Uh, and if you can just delegate it uh, to, to an AI, so you, you don't have to write the code. You're just thinking about the ideas and less about I think my co-founder put this really well. He was like, I started after using Trace, like he started he started thinking less about how to do something um, and started thinking about why or what to do. Um, and, and like the focus was more on creativity and like what to build over how to get something to work. Uh, so I think, you know, apply when you apply that to just creating UI, you, you have this feedback loop of like, you're creating something, you're seeing it, you're creating again, um, which, and, and like, you know, inventing a novel UI that um, is kind of the, a big part of making an app uh, because, you know, an app is a very visual, tactile um, mm -hmm. piece of software that we use. Um, so it, it's like almost like, you know, 80% of the work. Uh, so which is why, you know, it, it made sense to start off with that and, and open up, you know, more capabilities in the future. Yeah, I feel like I am not an artist in the slightest, but I've have a lot of friends who do art and you always hear the story like where once like famous artists they get past the point of mastering their craft and they stop thinking about the technique of what they're doing and once they can get to like that flow state of just thinking about what they want to create not necessarily how they're going to create it that's such like a powerful moment for a lot of people and you hear that story and that's really interesting being able to draw that comparison to like the painting in the art world now is going to be more connected to um, the technology world and more people are going to have that power. Yeah. It's that. kind of crazy. We're just, we're just skipping that. How, how step um, at least, you know, getting close to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is super, which is super crazy to think even like a year ago that that could be possible. And that's super fun that you guys yeah. are on the forefront of that. Um, and when you started to build trace AI, like before you wrote any code, just when it was an idea, how, how did you think it was going to play out? Has it gone like how you kind of imagined it so far? Cause you guys are still super early on. Like you guys launched publicly like a week ago, right? So it's still early, but how did you imagine going and has it kind of followed that path or not? Yeah. I remember the first time I got the web preview to work because that was like a big part of the product. Like we have to get the app to show up on, on the browser um, so that people can see what, what they build. Um, I think when I got that to work and I played around with it, I was just like, oh crap, this is crazy. I can't wait to like show this to everyone and, and, and people like res re people are gonna resonate with it. Um, and I think, I think like we've been getting really, really good responses from it. Uh, people are just like, this is great, this is insane. I don't know like how this is possible. Like, I because I think, um, yeah, I, I don't think anybody's cracked. We're, we're probably the first ones to crack like, the whole LLM 
generating code and running it on 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 an actual iOS device. Um, so yeah, the the feedback's been really really amazing. Yeah, and I think I've messed around with a bunch of other tools, right? And to be fair to them, not as deeply, but I've tried other like UI generating stuff, like in Figma and different things, and I prompt it to do something I want. And it's never quite exactly what I want it to be, right? Yeah. And there's no way for me to then tweak it further. But one of the things I love with Trace AI is it definitely, even if it's really close at the very beginning of what I want, and even if it is, if it's not what I want, I can then do another prompt to tweak it over and over. So it's the first tool I've used to generate UIs that I can actually get something like, like, oh, this actually fulfills my requirements, which which is a huge unlock, right? Because before it's like, oh, in theory, this could work someday. But with Trace, it, like, it was actually creating the things that I wanted. It's like, oh, I feel like I could just copy this over to Xcode and then ship it. So yeah, that's really fun to see. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think, um, yeah, LLMs are surprisingly really good at writing code. So it, it, it makes sense to go down that path. <laughs> And since creating Trace and since launching, have you had any new insights or anything that has stuck out or that has been surprising that you didn't expect so far? I think we're super early for that. Um, we've been getting some interesting, interesting feedback. Um, but I think the thing that we're really excited about is different ways of prompting. Uh, right now it's just text. Um, so if, you know, like, but when you're designing something, you know, the idea that you usually have in your head is visual um, and translating a visual idea to text and then the AI interpreting that text and creating its own version is is kind of like there's a lot of information being lost. Um, so we're really excited about how to visually represent a prompt um, and what we can do there. Um, and yeah, hopefully you'll be hearing about it in like a, in a month. <laughs> That'd be super exciting, super quick. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's something really interesting with the world of AI tools right now. It seems like everybody's creating like a chat UI as their interface. Yeah. And I'm like, I think that's like the quickest and easiest thing to ship right now. But I don't think people are saying, oh, chat UIs are the future. And yeah. And I personally don't think that's necessarily the case for everything, right? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so. Another thing with, it sounds like once you got the previewer to work in the browser, that was a huge up and super exciting. Um, what have been some other ups and downs in your journey so far? Yeah, I mean, I think the other one was uh, when one of our teammates, Rafi, he, he got the device on device running to work. I, it was crazy. Like you had to, he had to jump through a lot of hoops. Um, getting that to work was really, really cool as well. Um, cause I was able to just like make something and run it on my device and touch it and play around with it. Um, so I think that was a, that was a big up. Uh, I think, I don't know. I, th I think when the whole open AI drama was going on literally a week before we launched, I was just like, damn, we're like, we're super dependent on this, this, this technology. Like wh what's going to happen to us? Like, you know, should we, I mean, we're, we're always going to start branching out and trying, you know, fine tuning our own models and stuff. But yeah, it was just like damn, we, I, I feel this is, this is kind of scary. Um, I don't know. 
if we should launch now, we should wait, wait, see th how things play out. Um, and luckily, I think on the day we launched or the next day, um, everything was got resolved. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is super lucky. Usually things like that, I feel like don't get resolved that quickly, but I know had a quick turnaround. So that <laughs> I'm sure that caused a lot of stress and I'm glad it didn't linger too long for sure. And and with those ups and downs, and you've talked about, you've already talked around this next question as well, but how have people in your audience reacted to this so far, right? You've said some things about people are now learning like Xcode and Swift because of it, but, but talk about a little bit more about how people have been reacting to Trace AI. Yeah, I think the surprising thing was the number of people who are making tutorials on how to build stuff using Trace. Mm -hmm. Um, and sharing it on Twitter, I was like, oh, wow, like you, you took the time to actually screen record and make this thing and explain how you're doing it. Um, so that was, that was super interesting. Um, I don't know if that says anything about anything good, good about, good about, you know, I don't know if that's like a good signal, probably a good signal. Um, I don't know. I think, I think people have like, the responses have been very like uh, similar, which is like, oh, whoa, I didn't know how to code. Now I can make stuff. I can run stuff. Um, and it's been pretty positive. Uh, people here and there are like, oh, I asked for this specific thing and it didn't do it. I asked this really complicated thing and I, I couldn't get it done. But I was, uh, but you know, but like you know, if it if it can do like a lot of the things, then yeah, I guess it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it is again so early, right? If it's not perfect right now, like it shouldn't be perfect right now, right? And so yeah, yeah. with that, like what are kind of your next steps for trace AI and an even bigger picture in a few years, where do you hope it ends up? Yeah, totally. I think our big, our goal with trace is we want to build a new design tool that's meant for software from ground up. If you look at existing tools like Figma, um, it's, it's all static. It's a static medium. Um, you can't really like, make software like you can't really design software because it, it doesn't really represent software like as you know as a dynamic medium that software is um and and one of the uh and, and the reason why it's like that is because if you look at figma or sketch they've kind of evolved from photoshop or, or mm -hmm. illustrator which which you know a lot of graphic designers use um so they're very familiar with that and it's it's like it's a it's an evolution of a tool that was built for the static medium that's photography or, or graphic design. Uh, so we need a tool that's ground up, built for software, um, and that's that's what we want to go after. That's what we want to build. Um, and and hopefully, like in the future, you know, there's no distinction between a designer and an engineer, and you know, one person is making all the stuff and making it really quickly. Um, yeah. So hopefully, we'll get there. <laughs> no. I love that framing of it, right? Because I, I've been a product designer, went to design school, right? And it is like Figma and Sketch and those types of tools, really they're modernized Photoshop for exactly. software, right? Like it's totally all of like, you can see the history and like what they've, how Photoshop has evolved into these different tools, right? And that it, it's definitely better, right? But it definitely when you think about it, it's not native for um, software, right? And working in the industry, right? It's always the the design to dev handoff, like is always like 
this huge oh my god yeah. huge ordeal that's a bigger ordeal than it feels like it needs to be and there are dozens yep. of companies and dozens of of products trying to solve that that design to dev handoff and so even just that prompt or that that provocation of instead of focusing on like the visuals first, like how would a design tool based off of code and like software minded first, what would that look like? Right. And I think I can't even imagine what that would look like yet. And that's a really fun arena for you guys to be working in. Exactly. Yeah. And do you have any notions of what that will look like or any more ideas or is it so far away still and you're still just head down and where you're at currently to think about that yeah i mean it's so far away i think we're just trying to like you know solve little problems step by step um but i mean i think that the general principle is like you know if you want to design something why do it in you know these static mediums just just do design it in code um and and we're just going to keep like going in that direction and and see where it takes us yeah that's awesome. That makes me think of a question, right? It's, it's maybe it's not even code, right? Maybe it's not, it's not pixels. It's not code. It's, I don't know. Is it ideas? Is it concepts? Ideas. Is it like structures? Like what? That's really interesting to think what that is, right? Totally. I mean, I think technology, like definition of what technology is, it's, it's a way of doing things. So maybe, maybe it's that. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting to think about. Yeah. Because I just keep thinking what is like, what could be the best way? Because you kind of talked about this earlier, right? The chat prompt isn't necessarily the best way. And so you're thinking about drawing and what are even all the different ways you could prompt the system to make something right and is that the language is that the best way to uh, prompt the ai to make something yeah i mean i think yeah translating whatever visual idea you have is huge i also don't think drawing is the best because i think as designers we care about like colors and like gradients and shadows and all like borders and like we care about a lot of these very specific things that you can't mm -hmm. really like, you know, express with just a drawing. Um, yeah. so, so we definitely need something else there. Yeah. And what with a tool that makes it so easy for everybody, what is that going to do to the market? Right. Will there be too many, right? Cause this is, this is always the argument against AI, right? It's like, oh, we're going to be flooded with all these different things. Right. What do you say to that? Will the market be too flooded? Will there be too many apps? Because it's so easy, does making an app mean a lot less in the future? Yeah, I think I think the um, the I think what what's going to happen is well, one, when it's really easy to create create apps, people are going to iterate quickly. Uh, people are going to get to the right answer, or you know, people are going to make the best product based on feedback and they'll be able to make changes and, and, you know, respond to feedback and iterate quickly, which means the quality of apps is just going to go up massively. 
um, you know, we're going to have like really great products. We don't have to deal with, I don't know, whatever crappy apps we deal with right now. Um, so that's, that'll be, that'll be a great thing. And I think for, you know, if there are a lot, if there are a lot more apps, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, going on YouTube or TikTok. There's so many videos. People are making stuff all the time. Um, so we'll, we'll need like new ways of discovering these things. You know, maybe there's a TikTok feed for finding apps. I don't know. But um, I think we'll, we'll, somebody has to like invent a new way of discovering these things. So dis- discovery is going to be a huge problem for sure. Uh, okay. But I think like the quality and, and the quality of the ideas and quality of the products we use is, is going to massively go up. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Right. Because even the big apps that we all use today could use like quality updates, right? <laughs> like the better, better tools to make better software, I don't think will hurt. I think it will only make it better. And there's also with a lot of the conversations with AI and the possibilities and is that, that apps quote unquote, as we know them today, may not exist, right? With mm-hmm. with AI assistance or just with a voice control, right? These apps that we know them as these little squares on our phones today, like those may not even exist. And so what is your take on that? Do you think we will still have apps as we know them today, like deep into the future or is software gonna change so dramatically that we're not even gonna recognize the software that we use? Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been closely watching this. Also, been a little paranoid because we're we're making this tool for iOS apps. What if there are no iOS apps in the future? Um, yeah, I don't know. I I think I definitely see a world where apps are more dynamic and, and you know, things get generated on the fly rather than you know somebody making something. You know, it's almost like it's so interesting how um, we kind of rely on designers and and you know builders to kind of make stuff for us. And, and at scale, uh, like we, we all want like Steve Jobs, we trusted like Steve Jobs to make this iPhone. Um, and, you know, they made like a rectangle and we just trusted them. That's the best shape. Uh, and everybody uses the same thing. But I definitely see a world where, you know, things get personalized in such a way that these containers and these these apps are very, very unique and personal to how, how we function. Um, like, you know, I think accessibility wise would be a huge, huge thing as well. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's I think it's too far off. Um, I don't. I I I'm I'm closely watching it, but um, I haven't seen anything that's worth like abandoning what I'm doing and jumping on. Um, so I guess it's not here yet. Um, I also think like it depends on. It really depends on the the platform that enables this, enables something like this. Um, the reason why people started making iOS apps is because everybody started buying iPhones. Um, and, and there was this like new medium or like, you know, new device that people are using that, you know, you could you get, get distribution on. Um, I think the same could happen with vision pro. If a lot of people start using that, um, if a lot of people start using, you know, the, the humane pin, um, maybe that's that, that, that'll enable a whole new kind of interaction. So I think it really depends on the hardware or like, you know, the container that a lot of people adopt. Um, and right now it's, it's still iPhones and and smartphones. So like, that's, that's like the, the leader here. So. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And even, even once the first iPhone was introduced, right. Or the first smartphone, if you're going from dumb phones to smartphones, there was a transition of like years and years and years, right. 
and again, technology is moving faster, but even if we are moving to a new future we can't imagine, I feel like there's still a ton of runway with our current reality yeah. today. And, and to kind of round out um, this conversation, what are some other things that you think about surrounding Trace AI that, that keep you up at night? Keep me up at night. Hmm. I think I think for any like founder, like getting getting distribution, making sure something doesn't break, you know, like a lot, making sure you you know you're you're fixing stuff quickly and and moving fast, making sure you're heading in the right direction. Yeah, pretty much like you know the usual stuff that like somebody who's building has to think about keeps me up at night. I think distribution, like getting how do I get more users? That's like the biggest question in my mind right now. Um, so yeah, just just the usual stuff, I guess. <laughs> the startups, yeah. And are there any questions you wish I would have asked, or other things you want to share about Trace AI? Mm, I mean, I think. Um, I, I mean, I guess one question would be like, how big is your team? That would have been cool. Um, yeah, we were like three people. That's it. Me, my co-founder, and Rafi, who's so third teammate. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. It feels like you guys have done a lot with just a team of three, right? Mm -hmm. How how do you envision the future of Trace AI from a team perspective, right? Do you feel like you're going to keep a tight-knit team for a long time? Or are you going to try to explode it up to be like hundreds of people working on this? Yeah, I mean, I prefer smaller teams. So before we were building Trace, we were making a social app. Um, and we'd we raised like a seed round and, and did, did the whole thing. Um, and we we had a team of like seven people. Uh, and it was just like, we, I noticed we were, we were move, moving a, a bit slower. Um, there were all, a lot of communication issues. Um, I think getting something out would take a while, like a new feature or, you know, a new experiment. Um, and, and I would just waste like a lot of time in meetings and like doing one-on-ones and all that, all that stuff. Um, and then we decided to like, you know, Cut, you know, ready as a team to just three people and and run a bunch of experiments. Um, and Trace AI was one of that, one of those, one of those experiments. And the rate of iteration went up so fast, and we didn't have to like spend a lot of time communicating with each other. We just make a Notion doc, put a list of things we were going to make, and we just go ship it uh, within days. And and that speed is incredible. So I think I I want to keep the team really small, and even if it grows, like make sure we have those elements of moving fast and and shipping fast and 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 you know being being agile um yeah that's that's how i'm seeing it this has been super fun to talk to you i cannot wait to follow along and to see this future design tool for software i i think it's time and i think you guys are the team that's pushing it the farthest right now so super excited to um see where it goes and for people listening where can they find you and where can they find trace ai yeah, you can find Trace AI. Go to trace.zip. That's the that's the website. Um, if you want to find us on Twitter, it's trace underscore AI. Um, and, and you can find me on Twitter, VD, V-I-D-Y-T-H-A-T-T-E. Vidi, thank you so much. It's been so much fun talking to you. And yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for doing this. Next week on the Early Stages podcast, we are on episode number two. And 
This episode had to be the conversation that I had with Joe, who is making the app called Twos with his co-founder. We talk about who they are making Twos for. What we've identified early on is busy people, ones that are juggling many tasks at once. We talk about the problem that they're trying to solve. And it really is the problem of forgetting things. What Twos actually is today. Twos is the best place to write things down and some of the stories from his journey so far. It was so, so important to hear people's experience using the tool and say, like, it works like my brain does. 